0: Okay, here's your horticultural thought for the day, your philosophical moment to ponder over a coffee. Who are flowers for? Flowers are for us to admire, right? Well, absolutely, yes, they are. But flowers aren't just for us, though. Many of today's modern blooms have been created primarily to please the human eye, which means that I think actually we're forgetting who flowers are really for. If we go back hundreds of millions of years when flowers begin to evolve, those plants that survived and thrived were those that evolved the best strategy to reproduce effectively. So the emergence of flowers and nectar allowed plants to attract insects. This then improved the efficiency of the pollination process and allowed the plants to proliferate. Flowers evolved over millions of years to attract the best pollinating insects they formed a symbiotic relationship with certain types of insect to develop a really efficient reproductive cycle and it created a win-win situation whereby flowers provided the insect with much needed food and the insects took the pollen and redistributed it. But now horticulture has thrown an almighty great spanner in the works. For millions of years this system has worked really well Until humans discovered we could breed bigger and better flowers by using sort of careful selection of plants and cross pollinating we were able to to create more colorful blooms. We could develop flowers with modified and elaborate petals and stamens and produce blooms in all the colors of the rainbow. Horticulture also developed the ability to create more bountiful crops and fruits. And we also managed to increase the range and variety of very, many hundreds of species of plants, and they thereby widen the available larder to pollinating insects. So we weren't all bad. Some of it we did was pretty good. But as a whole, the industry' evolved to create flowering plants whose appeal and use to insects is more limited, but to the human eye is more spectacular. You know, these plants produce many flowers over long periods of time and often the flowers are bred to be larger and more elaborate and the colour combinations that we have to the human eye can be quite astonishing. We've managed to create plants over time and created flowers that could never have been created in nature. The stamens and the petals are so modified that insects now sometimes just either can't even access the nectar and they certainly can't transfer the pollen. The plant itself can't reproduce itself in fact, many of the plants that we've now created are, are sterile and so can't reproduce themselves without human interference. Could you argue that if a flower produced is incapable of performing the function for which it was originally evolved, is it actually a flower anymore? Now, you may argue that doesn't really matter. You know, these plants can't cross pollinate with other plants, so what's the harm in planting them in the garden? But what if you flip that process round and say, what is the good of planting them in the garden? The problem would arise if you in your garden have too many highly developed flowers in the domestic garden. You know, bees and butterflies expend so much energy trying to find food. Imagine, imagine the poor things if they're flying around your garden and there's all these blooms and flowers everywhere, and every single one they land on, there's no food that ultimately will reduce their ability to store food and it reduces their ability to survive the winter. I think as gardeners, you know, we just need to be a little more environmentally aware and a bit more flower savvy, especially now because domestic gardens are becoming far more important to native wildlife than ever before. Really, do we want to be filling up our gardens with plants that can't provide any food for the butterflies and bees? we just thought before we buy any plants we could really make a massive difference so when you go to the garden centre to buy your plants have a look at the displays do you see insects flying around are any bees or butterflies or anything or little tiny insects concentrating on the flowers of certain plants and if they're not then I would question whether you should be buying them bees see in ultraviolet light uh, which is not obviously we see in natural light if you actually looked at the light that is emitted from a plant under UV it will be completely completely different to what we see and some of these modern hybrids well I doubt very much that modern day plant growers will actually think in terms of developing the flowers of the plants to actually put them in UV and see what they look like to see whether the plants that they're creating have can actually be seen by bees. I mean, it might be these flowers might be brightly coloured to us, but might be an invisible to a bee. So check your plant label before you buy your plant, and to see whether the plant is good for the bees and the butterflies. You know, we all love to fill our houses with beautiful things, but you wouldn't buy a kettle that didn't boil water because the kettle looked fabulous, would you? So I'm just asking that we do the same with plants. Don't put plants in your garden that just look good. Put plants in your garden that look good, that also do good. Incidentally, if you want to see any of those fantastic ultraviolet images of plants, there's a photographer called Craig Burrows um, and his website is cpburrows.com. And you'll be utterly amazed. They're wonderful. I mean, they are just, just beautiful. I have got some of the images on my website at plantplots.com. Um, you can have a look at some of them on there. Um, but his, I mean, his pictures just are beautiful. They are stunning. Anyway, thanks for listening.